Hello, my friend. Welcome to the Believe You Are a Good Mom podcast. I'm Emily Wardrop from Drop the Word Life Coaching, where we help moms of young kids drop power struggle wars to create more peace in their parenting. Do you want to be a good mom? I will tell you the one simple secret of how to be a good mom. You already are. Don't believe me? You've come to the right place. I'm glad you're here. I've got you. Because when you truly believe you are a good mom, everything will change for you as you live into the truth of who you've always been. Let's get started. Good morning. Good morning. How is everyone? How's the weather? (laughs) Do you listen to podcasts where the host is always talking about the weather at the beginning? (laughs) Okay. So, well, speaking of the weather, we just had a big blizzard. No school yesterday, two hour um, delay today. So I have all sorts of time to chat with you because I don't have to wake up my kids anytime soon. Um, And I love it when it snows. I've been enjoying the snow so much this year, like more than ever, probably because I don't need to go out in it as much. And I have this beautiful window I get to look out over the neighborhood and see the snow on the trees and all over. And it's gorgeous. So just being able to enjoy it from my cozy home is nice. Um, problem is I come in here before sunrise and I can't open my shades. Otherwise I'm a big TV screen to the whole neighborhood, (laughs) but I really want to when it's snowing outside. So today I have some weird lighting going on because I want to have the shade open, but I don't want it to be too bright in here. So hopefully I'll be able to read my notes and share my thoughts. Okay. So you may have noticed that if you're not a member of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I use some lingo that you might not understand what I'm talking about. (laughs) So I just kind of come on here and I'm just being myself talking about my thing. And because of the nature of a podcast, I don't really know who my audience is exactly. I know who I'm talking to, but I don't know who's actually listening. And so um, I will just give you a little bit of context here (laughs) before I delve in. So in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, there is a program that we do for Bible study every year called Come Follow Me. Scripture study, I should say, I guess. Um, This year we're studying the New Testament. So it is Bible study. We have other books of scripture. You might've heard of the Book of Mormon, which is why people call us the Mormons sometimes. And, um, and I love the Book of Mormon and I know it's the word of God also, just like the Bible. Um, and so if I'm quoting scripture and it doesn't sound familiar to you Bible lovers, I love the Bible also. And I love all scripture. So there are other books of scripture that are amazing as if you've hung with me and listened to the message, even though you don't know where it's coming from, you am sure you've felt the spirit confirming that these are true principles also. So, um, wherever it's coming from, if it's good comes from God, right? So anyway, in the new Testament study, we, we get, a a manual to go with the study, the come follow me study. And, um, And there are lots of podcasts, actually, of people sharing their insights from the Come Follow Me lesson. So this podcast is not (laughs) meant to turn into that. But of course, as I'm studying and um, finding so many fun aha moments, I want to share them. So especially when they coincide with my life coaching and my message that you are a good mom. So this is interesting. So right now, or sometime 
soon. I can't keep track of which weeks we're supposed to be on what lessons. It doesn't matter. Sometime around it now. We're studying the Sermon on the Mount right now. And so in Matthew 5, 27 through 28, where he talks about um, the, so it says, you have heard that it was said of them of old time, thou shalt not commit adultery, but I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. So I'm not going to talk about adultery or lust or, um, uh, yeah, any of that per se, but in the manual, I thought it was so interesting because it says, for example, what did Jesus teach in Matthew 5, 27 through 28 about our responsibility over our thoughts? Of course, anything like that's going to pop out at me. That sounds like the coaching model that we use in um, in life coaching is that our thoughts are what cause our feelings and our feelings drive our actions, which give us our results, right? And so to me, when I read these scriptures about adultery and lusting, lust sounds like a feeling. Adultery is an action. <laughs> Looking on a woman is an action. Um, so there's not a whole lot in these two verses about thoughts, but yet it says, what do these verses teach us about our responsibility over our thoughts? How can you gain more control over the thoughts that come into your mind and heart? So I also love the idea of thoughts coming into your mind and heart, because at the basic model, what we talk about is that thoughts are sentences in your brain, which release uh, vibration into your body, which is called an emotion or a feeling. And, um, and so we tend to think about thoughts in our heads and feelings in our hearts, but I love to think of the, the heart brain. So thoughts in our hearts come from our spirit maybe. And the thoughts in our brain come from our mortal body. Maybe. I don't know. I just like to think about these things in different ways. Right. And so as we're looking at this example, so it's heard of them said of old time, thou shalt not commit adultery, right? So just don't do this thing, okay? So we're going to relate this to our subject at hand, which P.S. The Sun is Rising is so beautiful to be able to watch the sunrise. I think I'm going to do this weird lighting more often because I love having the shade open. Okay. So in regards to being a good mom, right? We're just going to use the example of yelling at our kids because that's what everyone always goes to. <laughs> like, I don't want to yell at my kids. That's the action that they don't want to be doing, right? And so in the scripture, it's adultery, but we're going to change it to yelling at our kids, okay? So if it's been said of them of old time, thou shalt not yell at thy kids, right? <laughs> just for example, okay? Um, to play around with this. So, but I say unto you that whosoever, I being Jesus, right? Higher law. Whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her. So, um, lust, if we're going to call it a feeling, it's sort of like a, it, it kind of gets into the difference between feelings, sensations, um, urges. It's kind of more like an urge. So we do a lot of like weight loss coaching too, as life coaches. And so we talk about urges and we put that in the feeling line. So you feel an urge. So less is kind of like an urgent feeling sort of, and, um, possibly either way it's a feeling, right? We'll put it in the feeling line. So feelings come from thoughts. And that's the whole point of this little section is responsibility over our thoughts, right? So he says, like we know, okay, we're not supposed to commit adultery in the action line, but he's telling us, well, watch out for your feelings 
and feelings come from thoughts. So as we have responsibility over our thoughts, gain more control over the thoughts that come into our mind and heart. Um, that's the message, right? That's what we're trying to work on. So in the case of thou shalt not yell at thy children, all the snowplows going by. Oh, it's really fun. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so distracted. Maybe I should keep the shade closed so I'm not so distracted. Um, so thou shalt not get distracted by the snowplow. <laughs> He's got very flashy lights. It's very distracting. Okay. Um, control over your thoughts. See, it's hard. I'm going to just demonstrate it right here. We're keeping it real and raw, <laughs> right? Okay. Thou shalt not yell at thy kids. And he says, a higher law, thou shalt not even what feel angry because the yelling at your kids is in the action line, which is driven by your feeling. And he's telling you, so be careful with these feelings because they're going to lead to the action, right? So be careful with the lust that's going to lead to adultery. Be careful with what rage that leads to yelling at your kids or anger or frustration or whatever it is. Like you do your own little self-coaching, figure out what the feeling is that's leading to the action you don't want to be taking, right? Or you sign up with me and I'll help you do this for free. Go to dropthewar.com forward slash appointments, sign up for a free RBC. We can um, talk about whatever. It doesn't have to be the specific RBC, but relationship boost call for sure. If you want that, sign up there too. Okay. So lust, uh, anger, whatever, frustration, irritation, all the things that you're feeling that lead to you yelling at your kids. Okay. So it's been said of old times, just don't yell at your kids. And now we're like, here's a higher law. Why don't you be careful with your feelings? And that'll actually help you not yell at your kids because it's the feelings that are driving the action. Okay. And then we've interpreted that right as, um, don't commit adultery. Don't even lust. Therefore, you got to have responsibility over your thoughts to keep you from even having the feeling. Okay. So this is a, the thought work that we do. The mind management that we do in life coaching is to figure out what you're thinking that's causing that um, feeling and then try to think something intentionally on purpose so that you feel something different. So in the heat of the moment, once the feeling is felt, that's it. Like you can't unfeel it, right? The thought has come. The emotion has run through your body. It's fine. It's totally fine. It's hundred percent fine. He's not saying if you have a lust, then you're damned to hell forever. Like that's not what he's saying. He's just saying, let's work on this higher law. Okay. So I feel like the whole sermon on the Mount is that it's like, let me give you a higher law and I'm not expecting perfection. I just want you to work on it. And if you know your scriptures, you might, uh, come back with, um, Emily actually at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, he specifically says he's expecting perfection. And I beg to differ. <laughs> so in Matthew 5, 48, he ends the Sermon on the Mount. Actually, well, it continues in the next chapter, but he ends this chapter the way it's broken down in the King James Version in most of the Bibles. Be therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. So we got a lot of perfectionists problems in the world. There's a lot of life coaches working on a lot of perfectionism. And it full on says right there in the Bible that we're supposed to be perfect. And we know that we got to be careful with the actual words and what they mean, right? Because the words on the page are the circumstance and the thoughts we have about those words is the meaning that we're giving them, which is causing our feelings, our actions, and our results. Okay. So how do you feel when you read those words. And why is that? What are you thinking? Okay. 
luckily we have a prophet on the earth today. <laughs> so that is what is so exciting about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is that it's a restored gospel of Jesus Christ where God has called prophets on the earth again. Prophets like Moses, Noah, and you know Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph, all the prophets. It's like there are prophets again. John the Baptist wasn't the last prophet before Jesus and then that's it, or maybe Peter or whatever. It's like there are prophets on the earth right now that are helping us interpret these scriptures so that we know what it means for us today. We don't have to, you know, read scripture and interpret it in four million different ways and try to figure out what our own truth is and then what is the eternal truth we have a prophet okay so the prophet today his name is russell m nelson and he said this about this scripture it's so good so if i lost you come back to me listen the term perfect was translated from the the greek teleos which means complete okay so even if we just switch out one word of that scripture and put complete instead of perfect. Now, how do you think about it? Now, how do you feel? Now, how are you going to act? Complete. Okay, back to the quote. The infinitive form of the verb is tiliono, which means to reach a distant end, to be fully developed, to consummate, or to finish. Please note the word does not imply freedom from error. It implies achieving a distant objective. The Lord taught, ye are not able to abide in the presence of God now. Wherefore, continue in patience until you are perfected. We need not be dismayed if our earnest efforts towards perfection now seem so arduous and endless. Perfection is pending. It can come in full only after the resurrection and only through the Lord. It awaits all who love him and keep his commandments. How amazing is that quote? So many good things in there. So first of all, perfection means complete. It does not imply freedom from error. So this is a lie that has been perpetuated in our brains it's a lie. Perfection does not mean freedom from error. I mean, it might mean that in another context, but here where Jesus is telling us to be perfect, he's not telling us to be free from error. He's not telling us, hey, you weren't allowed to do adultery. Now you're not even allowed to lust. And uh, good luck with that, <laughs> you know, because my brain is so distractible. I can't like be expected to be perfect at managing my mind so that I have perfect feelings, so that I have perfect action, so that I get a perfect result. That is completely unattainable in this life. The prophet of God just told us perfection is pending. It comes in full only after the resurrection. We're not expecting our bodies to be perfect yet. We don't need to be expecting any of us to be perfect yet. After the resurrection, we'll have a perfect, glorified, perfect body. Okay. <laughs> Which includes everything the body functions in the thoughts, the feelings, all of the functions of the body will be perfect someday. But today, it's an effort. It's a continue in patience. So patience is not just sitting around doing nothing, right? Continue in patience sounds like an action, right? So we need to keep trying. We don't just give up and be like, all right, well, I can't be perfect in this life. Then I give up. And after the resurrection, I'll be perfect. Woohoo! Thanks, Jesus. 
No, <laughs> that would defeat the whole entire purpose of this life. So the purpose of this life is to come down here and learn and grow. And you do that by trying, by continuing. Okay. So we talk in this podcast all the time about believing that you're a good mom not because of what you do or don't do, but just because it's who you are, which means you are a good mom and good moms don't yell at their kids. Maybe like that's an action. It doesn't matter. Like this is the tie we have to separate. It's not about the actions. It's not about what you do or don't do. Okay. So we are all good and God commanded us not to commit adultery. Right. So maybe if in your perception of morality and what you think God says you should or shouldn't do. God commanded us not to yell at our kids, right? It's probably not good to yell at our kids. It's not good to yell at our kids, but you are good. And you also yell at your kids. <laughs> okay. That's just how it is. You are good and you do things that aren't good, but that doesn't mean you're not good. He's just trying to help us remember who we are and live into who we are. So a good person, maybe only does good things, I guess. <laughs> but that would be a perfect person, okay? <laughs> Someone who's perfect at being good, that is going to happen after the resurrection, people. <laughs> We're not expecting our bodies to be perfect. They get sick and they get tired and we don't beat ourselves up for that. Well, we even do that sometimes, right? <laughs> we expect so much out of ourselves that's unrealistic. The realistic situation of our mortal life is that our bodies will not be perfect until after the resurrection. So for now, we do need to continue trying because that is what's going to lead to the perfection is all the trying and the growth and the, and it can only be done through the Lord. Okay. So through the atonement of Jesus Christ, we're able to do things that we can't do on our own in this mortal condition in these bodies. Okay. And even then we're not going to be able to do it perfectly until after the resurrection so good. Is are, are you just like, so how do you feel now thinking about it this way? I feel absolutely hopeful. I feel hope because I feel hopeless when I'm trying to be perfect and I can't, I cannot be perfect. I cannot perfectly go through one day without yelling at my kids. And if that means that I'm a bad mom, then I'm just hopeless. I am hopeless and I'm done feeling hopeless. So I like this thought a lot better because it makes me feel hopeful. I'd much rather feel hopeful. That is a much more useful emotion to get progress. Okay. We're looking for progress, not perfection. And progress comes from continuing in patience. We have to be patient with ourselves. We want so badly to be patient with our kids. If we just felt patient all the time, then we wouldn't yell. But we don't feel patient all the time. We feel frustrated and irritated and annoyed at the most dumbest stuff. But then we judge ourselves about that we feel bad. And then judgment feels terrible. And we just keep on adding layers and layers and layers of feeling terrible. So I propose that we stop feeling terrible. We start believing that we are a good mom, believing that perfection only happens after the resurrection. And right now being good enough is good enough. Okay. And that doesn't mean we're complacent. That doesn't mean we just stop trying. We continue to try and we will continue to see progress and regression and progression and regression and progression, but you're never in the same place. It's like my weight chart. <laughs> I have an app on my phone that not recently, but in the past, I have um, weighed myself every day and put in the weight and it is a roller coaster. 
is all over the place, but it's always going forward, right? Like the up and down lines don't draw on top of each other. Like this is hard to describe <laughs> without seeing the visual, but um, it's always moving forward, right? Which is how you can see the roller coaster, the ups and downs, whatever. So I'm never in the same place. We're always moving forward and whether it's up or down, it's always forward. Does that make sense? So sum up, <laughs> let's wrap up here. What's the point? The point is let's drop the war on perfectionism. You do not need to be perfect. Your brain thinks that you do. It's because your brain perhaps might have a little bit of this eternal perspective that knows that someday you will be. You are going to be perfect someday, but not any day soon. <laughs> not in this life, not by a long shot. So we are expansive beings. We are eternal. We do know about this eternal progress. And so it's a good thing that we're trying to get better all the time, quote unquote. But really, we are good. You already are. You can't get any gooder than good. You just are good. You're 100% worthy. You're 100% valuable. You always have been. Nothing has changed just because you did some stuff that's not good. I promise. And if I'm wrong about that, then <laughs> like lightning shoot me down, whatever. So I'll stop talking because I'm not going to stop saying it. <laughs> until... Because as with any thought, try it on. See how it feels. Does it resonate for you? Does it feel good? to believe that you're good. How does it feel to believe that you're a terrible mom? It feels terrible. Stop it. <laughs> Take the tack out of your chair. You just keep sitting on it. It keeps poking you in the butt. Okay. You are good. Try it on, believe it, and then continue in patience. Okay. So, you know, my AAA batteries, if you've listened to any other episode. You probably have heard of my AAA batteries. So let me just run through them real quick. We've got a few minutes, so this cuts me off. Okay. Awareness. So you get awareness of all of this. You get awareness that your thoughts are causing your feelings. You get awareness that Jesus is telling us a higher law, whatever, all the awareness. Great. Now what? You judge yourself. Okay. We've touched on that a little bit. So this podcast is constantly on the second AAA battery. The first one's awareness. The next one is acceptance. All I'm trying to do with this whole entire message is acceptance, accepting where we are, accepting our imperfect state, accepting that we've got to continue in patience, accepting that it doesn't mean freedom from all of this stuff, like accepting that, yeah, we did yell at our kids and yeah, Jesus told us not to. And yeah, we are imperfect. And yeah, that's okay. Acceptance is yeah. Yeah, it is what it is. And it's okay. And then we can get to our third AAA battery, which is um, alignment, which means we're aligned with who we've always been. So you are good and you will show up that way sometimes when you get the first two batteries filled and it's not a one and done. It's a constant process. So in glimpses, in times, you'll be aligned. You'll be acting like the person you already are. And sometimes you won't. And so then you have to start back over. Your battery is drained again. <laughs> So all of this is just another way to explain the AAA batteries. And um, I hope it was helpful. <laughs> so if you have any confusion, if you want me to help apply it to you, because you're like, yeah, yeah, that sounds nice, but you don't know, please hit me up, dropthewar.com forward slash appointments. Um, let's talk through whatever you're going through, because I'm just a normal person over here. <laughs> 
I know sometimes reaching out to a coach or somebody who has a podcast or something like that's a little intimidating, but I am really nice <laughs> and I um, am just here to help. So if you're struggling, let me help you. Even if you're just curious or your brain is jigged a little bit and you want to learn some more, dropthewar.com forward slash appointments. I'll see you there. Thanks for listening. Bye. And if this was helpful, share with friends, family, rate, review, all the things that help podcasts grow. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Hi, thanks so much for listening. Have you signed up for your RBC yet? What is an RBC? Well, it's a relationship boost call. And I am gifting 365 of these for free this year. So go to dropthewar.com forward slash appointments to find a time that works for both of us. We'll hop on Zoom for a quick 15 to 20 minutes. And all you got to do is have somebody in mind that you want to improve your relationship with. It's fun. It's easy. It's a good time. You're going to feel amazing afterwards and no strings attached. Just come on, have a great free coaching call and then go on your way. And you can come back for as many as you need because we know it's no one and done around here with relationships. So go to dropthewar.com forward slash appointments to find a time that works for both of us. And let's get boosting those relationships. See you there. Bye.